Hey folks, it's Chris with the Human Project Podcast. In this episode, we're gonna dive into unstated expectations. And how do we turn those into something that's stated that we can look at and help give us clear, helpful, healthy boundaries in order for us to stay connected in community? Take a listen to this episode as we explore this. Let us know what you think. See you after the episode. Hey, Mark. Hey, Chris. How's it going today? It's swell. Swell. A little throwback word for Ooh, you there. That is a good throwback word. Yeah. It's uh, not a word that's used normally these days. Shucks. Really? The same with that one, too. Golly. <laughs> Golly. You're just going <laughs> to throw all out there. G. Willikers. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting how words change over time. Mm-hmm. There's things that we're accustomed to that are norms that we're used to dealing with and then those shift culture shifts and culture changes yeah. and it's actually the topic that we brought up here for, of talking about what are social norms yeah why are they important why are they important yeah. and like what's what's up with that yeah because there's a lot of social norms that are changing today mm-hmm. and what was true even 10 years ago is very very different than what it is now yeah so what uh, prompted this to be on your brain, thinking about social norms? I, I was um, I was reading. What? Was it an article or a book? It was an article. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to seek help. <laughs> I was reading an article and it just, it really resonated uh, with me on things that I've been observing and wondering about and kind of wrestling with. Um, and, and the article started off telling a story. It was about a gentleman in this um, kind of sleepy, quaint British village, like the kind where buses stop, tourists get off, take pictures, you know, mm. selfies and all this kind of stuff. It's just like a nice, quaint location. Was it a swell village? It was swell. <laughs> <laughs> Shucks. Um, but one of the residents there bought a new car and he brought this, this bright yellow car. And he didn't realize it, but that was outside of the the norms of the town, mm. right? He, it's, it's, it's not that he hadn't been in the town for a while. It's just he didn't realize because that's an, it was an unspoken expectation mm. that everybody's meant to be toned down in the color choices of their driving vehicles, apparently. It caused quite the disturbance in the town. And that's, and, you know, it's easy to see those things from outside and go like, well, that's ridiculous. Uh, but it's it's everywhere. You and I know from our our, uh, business, right, and our work with teams, that norms within teams, uh, within organizations are really important. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way that teams choose to work and what they say explicitly are true uh, about the way they want to work together is important. What's even more important is how they actually act. As we like to say, if there's a difference between those, the actual actions win every time. Yeah, same and is true with local cultures, absolutely. local communities, yeah. national. Yep. Keep expanding the circle, and it's still true. It's just true at a larger scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- those are norms, or you, we could put a number of different words to it, as well as saying there's a bunch of different layers of this: expectations, norms, mm-hmm. rules, regulations. I mean, you can kind of escalate those as well. But we're all still in the same territory. Of what we're talking about here: yep. families. Yes. yes. Sorry, I'm just thinking more of more of right. examples. Really, anytime there's a group of people together, especially if they're they have a purpose in being together, mm. um, then these things are going to come into play in some form or yeah. the other. And and again, that's true of society. That's true of true of country. That's true of 
town. It's true of family, nuclear family, those types of things. And it's it's one of those tension spots, I think, particularly uh, it seems today as we're seeing the shift in expectations and norms um, that it's it's pulling on things in our expectations like the larger changes in society are affecting changes at closer and smaller circles. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that that's why it came to mind for me in particular. I think it's pretty important for us to consider those things so that we're being more explicit about them because that is one of the ways that we can be healthier in how we're handling those things. Yeah. I like the, the term that you use of unspoken expectations. Mm-hmm. And how do we make those things spoken? So that we can either align with them or not align with them. Yeah, I think that's a big value of how we've worked with teams in the past to use norms. Right. It's like let's let's call it out. Yeah. Let's at least put a name to it so that way you can see it and then say yes, I opt into that or no, mm-hmm. I opt out of that. Yeah, we've got a friend who described um, in one organization uh, running into one of these these unspoken expectations, but it was really important in the organization. She described it, I usually describe it as an invisible wall. She described it as hitting an invisible um, electric fence. Like that's how how much it can hurt to run across one of these things. Yeah. So it would be, there are much healthier ways to deal with this, <laughs> point being. Yeah. Much more helpful ways. Don't get zapped. Don't get zapped, man. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. Oof. So when talking about these norms, I think a major difference in norms right now is the older generations versus younger generations. Mm-hmm. Like older generations, I think typically fall into this camp of here's the rules, here's what we know to be true, here's this. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like the culture is shifting to be something of hyper individualism. Oh yeah. So there's it's particularly important for us to talk about this today because the prevailing cultural kind of normal belief here is that expressive individualism is whatever I want to say, whoever I want to be, whatever I want to do is correct because I'm doing it because mm-hmm. I want to say it, whatever it is. Yeah. Right? So that that's like, if any, the only thing that's wrong is telling me I'm wrong to do or say or be mm. whatever I want to. And what's interesting, it just compare that to the definition I just gave of cultural norms. Like yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's almost an anti-norm. Yeah. An anti-norm. Yeah. Right. It's a norm, but it's an anti-norm norm. Like anything goes as long as it's allowed to go, <laughs> right? right? You're just not yeah. allowed to not let anything else go. So this kind of leads us to the conversation of what purpose does a norm serve? What purpose do these mm. shared expectations serve us? And yeah. And a question I'd like to add is what does that look for us as believers Yeah, dealing with norms? Culturally? Yeah. We'll take this biblical, man. We can absolutely find these in the Bible. So this is yeah. definitely a biblical concept at its root that, yep. of what God set up. The way that I've heard it explained that I think really makes sense is they're kind of like fences or boundaries, Mm. right? There's a lot of broad pasture land for us to explore, to be in within these boundaries. And the boundaries are meant for some safety purposes and to keep us closer together. And if you look at a team, just again, it's a little easier to deal with at a nuclear small uh, scale here, just a little tiny um, team, for example, or a family unit or something, our agreements the way that we are choosing to work together or treat each other um, is what enables us to to respect each other, to work well together, to you know have family meals together, whatever it is. We're mm-hmm. able to do those things well together, and there's some of those boundaries that keep it within a safe territory. Um, and when it's outside of that, it can get dangerous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what the intent of those those boundaries is. 
expressive individualism in a sense is like we don't need boundaries mm. chafing against those boundaries mm. when like there's a there's a continuum here <laughs> as yeah. it turns yeah. out our, our favorite tool to think of yeah or on the one end is like no boundaries whatsoever. Chafe at any boundary that you run across because it, it's going to impede my ability to express myself. Yeah. And at the other end is boundaries that are so tight and so strict that they deny us as individuals. Yeah. If it's not a rule, impede. it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. right. And there's, there's a healthy spot in between sure. those two things. Yeah. And I will, I said I was going to take it biblical. You can find what we would commonly refer to as the laws of the Old Testament, the Torah, the teachings. If you look at those um, instead of as uh, regulations like we would the statutes of the state of Ohio or Kentucky or whatever, um, if we look at those as loving instructions of God, of how the the community of Israel was meant to operate and what was yeah. meant to keep it safe. How were they designed to be? How were they designed to be? Th that's a very different way of looking at it, which mm -hmm. I think aligns more with, say, the psalmist saying, oh, I love your laws and meditate on them day yeah. and night. It makes more sense to me than if I look at them like statutes. Or as opposed to a checklist of, I've got to make sure I do all these things. Not yeah. Any, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you, you can look at what Jesus said. He still had norms. He still had statutes, yeah. <laughs> if you want to put it that way, and and laws. He was he raised a lot of them. He actually, was, yes, he <laughs> absolutely did. He said, "Higher, no, you're misinterpreting that. It's harder than that." Yeah. Um, and and so these are essential, and I think they're God designed for us in our communities. So curiosity is speaking in my brain right now, and you talk about how norms are intended to do that, and the law was intended to point us to Jesus. So how do norms help us with that? I think, and this is one of the reasons why we probably chafe against norms is that they often will point out to us challenges in ourselves. Mm, our own deficiencies. Yeah, our own deficiencies. Places where we are trying to do take responsibility for something that's not ours, mm -hmm. like a boundary is just a type of mm -hmm. expectation and, and, and uh, fence, those types of things. But I, I want to own it. I want to make sure it happens, or I have to make sure it happens. Those types of things, I think, it to to handle them well. Assuming you have a healthy boundary, healthy set of boundaries um, and norms, to handle them well also requires me to be healthy mm. in my relationship with myself and with other people mm. and yeah. with God. And that's where I think it gets really difficult for us as humans. Because it reveals we are not sufficient in and of ourselves. Yes, hmm. true story. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I could I could see that. And the the reason I go there is because if I look at what I consider to be a healthy side of that, which you were talking about at the beginning of the episode, a healthy side of that would be to have the conversation of making requests of other people. Hmm. Like yeah. this is not working for me. Like you're basically talking about norms and expectations here. Yeah. This. This is a challenge for me. This doesn't seem to be working. Can we talk about this? When you did this, this hurt, or when this happened, this, you know, this is the impact on me. This would seem to be better for me. Is that possible? Can we do something like that? That's asking in a, a pretty healthy way for us to talk about those expectations. Yeah. And we've talked about making requests instead of demands mm -hmm. before. And I think that's a healthier direction to take it because then you're dealing with um, requesting something of somebody. What yes. do you need yes. as opposed to, an unstated expectation mm -hmm. when my truth comes in conflict with your truth. Right. What wins? Right. And without any social norms, there is no winning. There's just two team, two people losing. 
even if one thinks that they won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But it drives disconnection. Yeah. If I use Brene Brown type language here, yeah. it's going to drive disconnection, which is actually disintegrating the connection and therefore the community or society, whatever scale we're talking about here, it's starting to disintegrate that instead of draw people together. And the eventual state of that is even disintegration of the individual too. That's true. Yeah. Because we were made to be in community. Right. So absent community, we actually, we suffer significantly as individuals. That here, Here's another kind of proof for this is that we long to belong. Even expressive individualists, if I put it that way, are, are doing that in a longing to belong in a place. Like that's part of, I think, why this is happening right now is because the the standards, the expectations have been unhealthy in some ways. Yeah. Right. Or overstated or heavy handed to the point where people have felt like they are being crushed by them. Yeah. And so this is my <laughs> philosophical view. This is a bit of an overreaction to that say, well, then I get to do whatever I want to so that I can belong. No, that's that's kind of the end of the sentence that I see. We all long to belong. Yeah which requires community, which requires norms yeah. of some sort that are healthy. I think it's just us not acknowledging reality. Hmm. Um, Oliver Berkman, who I've referenced before with 4,000 Weeks, writes about the inherent inconvenience of community. Yeah, I think all of That's us true. want community, but we don't want the baggage and the weight and the cost that comes with it. The constraint, if I put it in like yeah. these, these fence or boundary terms, yeah. Yeah, because it is, you get two people together, you're not going to agree on absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. And so in order for us to belong, it requires some form of compromise or some form of losing my individualism. Yeah. And I think we are so opposed to losing any of it that we don't give, that we, that we try and keep all of it. Right. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really good way to put it. It actually costs us some of our individualism to be in community and we desperately need community enough that that trade-off is worth yeah. it in some way to some amount. I mean, you've got a decision to make. And I think this is why the trade-off is so difficult for people that are not in Christ because hmm. hmm. there is no anchor point. There is common interests common beliefs, but there is no center anchor. You talk about uh, your boundaries, fence boundaries on the external side. Yeah. I've heard you also talk about a center point boundary. Yeah, right. And I think it was, you were telling me that there were shepherds in Australia, yeah. that they have a well. Yeah. And they don't put fences or boundaries up for their sheep and not, this is a metaphor, so don't go right. full extreme with it. Yeah. But they don't put fences or boundaries up because they know that their sheep are going to come back to the water point. Yeah. They know that they need that and so they will be drawn toward that yeah yeah so hanging out at the fence <laughs> uh at the boundary marker is also not the intent of the boundary marker either mm. right like like a young child would do like don't go in there and they put like their toe, toe into in. the yeah. next room that you told her not to go into not that that's i have happened. no idea what you're talking Didn't about think you would have yeah and someday maybe you'll experience yeah. that that was yesterday <laughs> <laughs> but that's not god's design for this i keep either. telling victoria not to do that <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Victoria. <laughs> That's not God's design for it either. He wants us to be drawn together mm. toward it, not yeah. hanging out at the, the borderline. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's a really interesting analogy of taking it back to 
norms to help us towards a goal, which is belonging community the way that we were designed to yeah. be. And us chafing against that is actually us fighting ourselves and fighting what's actually beneficial for us yeah. and finding the, the sweet spot in that continuum, finding that balance and yeah. operating in that. And so it has to be centered. Those boundaries, those constraints are not inherently good or bad, right? There, there are some that are not helpful and are not handled in healthy ways. There are some that are helpful and health, handed, handled in healthy ways. Um, and again, I just would call us back to have the conversation, be explicit about it. Yeah. Um, and, and recognize that they can exist for good reason. And so handle them for the purposes that boundaries are there for. Yeah. And tying in some of our other episodes, uh, we've talked about how to deal with difficult issues in the past. This is more for somebody else. What we're talking about in this episode mm -hmm. is you individually, yourself, where are you wanting to be? What are you trying to get out of this? Mm -hmm. What, where do you want to find yourself? Yeah. Is the, the kind of question I think we're asking here. And where do you want to find yourself in relation to those boundaries? Do you want to be on the outside or do you want to be closer in community with other people? Yeah. So then the question becomes, how do you make the unstated expectations explicit in your community and your family mm -hmm. and your team to help drive towards norms for a purpose and for a goal? Yeah. The, the conversation in and of itself is, is key. So just opening up, cracking open that conversation uh, is important. I think another way of doing it uh, that I would hold in parallel to that is just recognizing when somebody does something that tweaks us, we go, mm. that's not how that should be. Yes, I'm emphasizing that word on purpose because that's <laughs> oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes when we're talking about that in a group of people, we go like, well, we all know that's not how that should be. It's like, is that our expectation? Have we talked about that? Can, can we have a conversation about that yeah. and see what's going on there? Because it sounds like that might be an unstated expectation. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. Uh, and even if it's been stated explicitly, this might be a time to revisit that. And maybe we're looking at it in different ways. <laughs> we interpreted it differently. We've, you know, somebody's forgotten it. I'm not the best at remembering things sometimes. So you know, let's have the conversation. It's it's important for us to have boundaries. Clearly, you can take it to an extreme and see, right, that there are some very dangerous things we want to make sure aren't happening. Set those boundaries. For the things that aren't that dangerous, <laughs> I would say let's be gentle with each other and ourselves in those things so that we can have these conversations. Because yeah. if we're harsh about them, we're not, we're just, the conversation goes away. Yeah. And they become invisible again. Yeah. Love it. Good, good conversation, my friend. Yeah. Thank you for diving into that. Absolutely. Glad we did. Me let's, too. Let's make this a norm that we talk like this on a regular basis. I think we can, I think we can do that. Okay. Great. Thanks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey folks. Thanks for tuning in today. Behind the mics, you've got myself, Chris Conlon and Mark Wavell. And our lead editor is Derek Donnelly. We are a crowdfunded nonprofit. Most of what we do is free because of your generous support. Thank you for joining us in our mission to bring a million lives closer to fullness in God's design. To support us financially or to learn more, visit humanproject.us. We'll see you next episode.